Hello and welcome to Speaking Spirit, where we talk about all things spiritual. Your host, John Moore, is a shamanic practitioner and spiritual teacher. And now, here's John. everybody. Um, I always have the urge to say good morning when I do these because I always record them in the morning, but I have no idea what time it is when you're listening to this. So I will say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are. I'm really excited today. Um, I have a special guest. My guest is Liza Dimitri, and she has made me, she's not given me a bio to read to you, so I have to wing my int- my introduction of her. <laughs> so uh, so bear with me, and she's going to correct me if I go way off the rails here. Um, okay, you got it. <laughs> but Liza is a friend I've known since high school, so that goes back a really, I'm really old. Um, I was going to say, we don't have to say that. We don't have to say the date, but um, right. so it, we go back a long time, and Liza is many things. She's a mom. She's a teacher. She um, uh, has and probably will continue to host a radio show. She is a small business owner. She's got all kinds of things going on. Um, I know you're also on the the library, the board for the library mm-hmm. um, in, in the town that I grew up in. And um, gosh, what am I missing? Anything? You've got a dog? <laughs> I do have a dog. I have three kids. Um, I'm actually on um, vice president of the Auburn uh, Lewis and Auburn Children's Foundation. I love that board. We oh only meet gosh. once a year. It's fabulous. Oh, once a year. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, where do you find the time for all of this? I, I know. Guess, I guess. Yeah, I got... what, that's how I got on that board. I asked them how often that they were going to meet. And they said once a year. I said, sign me up. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's a good board to be on. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to have Liza on today, partially, be, well, you know, mainly because she's she's a friend and she's very cool, and um, uh, we have good conversations online. But also today, the topic is gratitude. We want to talk about gratitude today, and um, Liza and I had a really good conversation, I think, about gratitude recently. I am grateful. Yes. I'm grateful for you being here. I'm grateful for the conversation about gratitude. Um, <laughs> Me too. Here I am expressing gratitude, um, and I and I want to talk about um, well, we're going to talk about a bunch of things today, but I want to talk about positivity, and not to take things in in a in a podcast about gratitude and positivity. I want to take things down a darker road at some point. <laughs> that, but that's kind of your style, John. I it mean, is. Just- We'll bring it back around. We'll bring it. We'll haul it back around. You can rein me in toward, at the, by the end of the podcast, so we're back in a right. back in a good space. Um, but I want to talk about this, also this concept of like toxic positivity, right? And what that means, and along with um, sort of spiritual bypassing, what I call spirit. Well, not it's not my term, um, but a term spiritual bypassing. What that means, and how we can sort of. Uh, live in gratitude in this world, but also be sort of careful about the the flip side, the darker the darker side of um, uh, burying things under positivity and 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 that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. does that sound good? That sounds good that to sounds, me. Sounds good to me. Awesome. So, what are you grateful for today? Well, it's funny that you said that. I. Um... This whole pandemic, I've been sleeping in a little bit later than usual because the mm-hmm. boys are remote, and so we don't have this hectic, crazy schedule, which is one of the silver linings um, of it. But anyway, I was lying in bed trying to wake up <laughs> early for you, and I was like, well, I'm grateful for my friend John and this opportunity to be on the radio again because I really miss that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, so today's International Women's Day. Yes, um, I don't know is. when you're going to, you know, publish this or whatever. But anyway, um, I, I ironically enough, or if that's not correct use of that word. But anyway, I'm actually get to see my best friend today and my mom. We just kind of like worked out that way. So I'm grateful. It's going to be a fabulous Monday. I'm super excited. 
yeah, I mean, those are all good things to be grateful for. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so this will this will go out today. I usually push these out the same day. So um, cool. happy International Women's Day. I should recognize that um, women obviously, you know, obviously play an extremely important role in my life. I, you know, have have a mom like most of us and mm-hmm. grandmother and aunts and uncles. But I also have daughters. Um, I'm a dad of daughters, uh, which presents its own thing but i'm um one of the things i am really 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 grateful for um is the strides that have been made um with you know women's equality i know we're not perfect i know we've got places to go i know we've got that but the opportunities that have been opened up for my daughters um and you know on the on sort of on the backs of the women that have come before um i you know i really appreciate that i want you know, I want a world for my daughters where they can be and do anything they want and, you know, without any sort of restriction based on, you know, who they were born as or who they decide to be or, or any, any of those, any of those things. And so, um, I always say that as, as a man, um, I consider myself a feminist because I think the patriarchy is bad for everybody. I don't think it's particularly good for dudes either. Right. I don't think it's good for us men either. We think it is because we're, you know, it's it's this giant pyramid scheme where we've put ourselves on um, on top of the pyramid for a couple of thousand years. Um, But I think there are some very serious repercussions to that. And again, I'm like, I'm going down this dark tangent. We're supposed to talk about. Let's let's pin it. And that'll be episode two. Right. Right. But happy international women's day. Even if you're not (laughs) listening to this on international women's day, take a moment and appreciate the contribution, um, the, the, the contributions of the women in your life and the the women around you. And um, just take a moment to, to reflect. Maybe next year we can celebrate it on more than one day. Yeah. Yeah. There should be how about how about that a month or something, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a month with only thirty days. That's fine, right? We don't right. Have, we don't have thirty one. I mean, but more than a day, please. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but it's a place to start. So, so we were we were talking about gratitude the other day, and it's really interesting that you mentioned the pandemic because, um, as as sort of life altering as that has been for the entire planet. Um, you know, there are things that I have come to be grateful for and appreciate. And one of those is I don't have to take my daughters to school at seven in the morning. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, they start school, they're remote as well. And they start school later. Um, they get to sleep in, they appreciate that. I was talking to them the other day and saying, you know, won't it be great? You get to go back to school in person um, next year. And they're like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to now. I'm like, this is great. Like, (laughs) you know, in the beginning it was there, like, this is horrible. I don't get to see my friends. I don't, you know, I don't get to hang Mm -hmm. out at lunchtime. I don't get to do this. And now they're like, I get to sleep in. I get to, so it is, it is interesting to find those silver linings. And, um, I get to have lunch with my daughters and I wouldn't normally, do that if they were at school, obviously. And we, right. um, it's, it's like a nice little, little part of my day. I get to, you know, sometimes I help them with homework right before a class or, you know, yep. that sort of thing. So there, there are a few things to be great. No, I agree. For. Same thing's happening over here, except it's boys and not girls. Right. <laughs> right. Um, interestingly, we, you know, we were talking about, I want to talk a little bit about the why of gratitude and, you know, why, you know, gratitude has become this uh, sort of important catchword in sort of spiritual and personal development communities. There are lots of books about gratitude. We have, you know, plat- platitudes. This is going to be a rhyme. The platitude mm-hmm. of show the attitude of gratitude, right, which is a mm-hmm. platitude. Um, Sounds like a shirt. It does sound like a T-shirt. I think I've seen that on a bumper sticker and a yeah, T-shirt something. before. Um, so you know, what's the big deal with gratitude? Why? Like what's, what's important about it? Like why would, why would it make any difference whatsoever? I don't, I want to get, I've got a take on it. Obviously I wouldn't bring it up if I didn't have a take on it, but um, what's, <laughs> I, I want to know. nothing to say. I want to, yeah, I have nothing to say about this, but let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> what's, what's your take? What's your take on why um, 
not just feeling gratitude, but expressions of gratitude are important. Well, it, it, I feel kind of, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking about that uh, when we decided to do this podcast and um, this may be a selfish, selfish reason for it, but I honestly, um, it, it makes me feel good. Like, <laughs> right. you know, um, either doing little things for people or like, uh, you know, for example, at the grocery store, I, everybody, especially the past year, people complain at the drop of a hat, you know, mm-hmm. and really around here anyway, I think we're, we're okay. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm so grateful that we live in Maine for all of this as well. Not to like, I'm, now I'm spinning out of control. Um, but anyway, <laughs> when I'm at the checkout, I like, you know, they say, uh, is there anything we can help you whether you have questions or whatever, you know, how they always ask me. And I try to compliment them on something or, you know, say it was fine or whatever, because everybody's always complaining. And uh, if I can, like, make that clerk's, you know, 90 seconds with me slightly better than the person before or after, then, you know, I'm happy for that. And and, it, and doing, like I said, doing things like that uh, make me feel good. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's this interesting there's this interesting thing that happens sometimes with um, people who work in service, right? Where um, we, you know, it's easy to not treat them like human beings sometimes as people with feelings or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sort of thing, because they're, you know, we view them in sort of um, not, not consciously, not, you know, we're not necessarily going into like, Oh, that, you know, that lowly, you know, clerk or, you know, we're not doing that, but just unconsciously it's a utilitarian, you know, it's, it's transactional. Mm -hmm. I'm having a transaction with this person. And so we're just sort of like business only, you know, none of this, none of this stuff. So I do find like, I try, I make a point. I try to, um, at least have a moment. And this is a practice. I think, um, I could be completely wrong about this, but I think Eckhart Tolle talks about this um, where you give somebody your attention and presence, even just for a few seconds in that moment, mm-hmm. whether it's a, you know, a clerk or a waiter or waitress or something like that. And just, mm-hmm. you know, stop what you're thinking about and just give them a moment of your presence. And that's really sometimes lacking. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and that recognition, but also that personal contact that you have, it does, you know, having, um, you know, when I was younger, I worked in all kinds of service jobs, um, you know, before and through college and, and, um, having a personal connection with somebody is, you know, it does make your day. It does, Mm -hmm. it does make, you know, it does give you a little lift that somebody is treating you like a human being with feelings Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing. Even smiling at a stranger, like, yeah. which is hard to do with a mask now. So I really try to smile with my eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it comes, it comes through, it comes through. And I have, yeah. um, I have a little, I, this is a little, um, a little like spiritual practice that I do. And I try to try to, I, I'm not always great at it. I try to stay consistent with it, but I try to, um, I try to bl- bless everybody I come into contact with. And it's mm-hmm. just a matter of um, taking a moment and everybody I have, you know, that comes into my consciousness, whether I see them down the road or I'm passing them in traffic, sometimes it's easier than other times, particularly yeah. in traffic, <laughs> right? Particularly if somebody is is trying to, um, um, trying to not be such a great person with you, mm-hmm. um, you know, that can be, that can be a challenge and I recognize that and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Um, but I do try to like give people a little blessing in my mind. And there's, um, you know, I came up in a, um, you know, I spent a lot of time practicing Buddhism back when I was in college and, and afterwards. And we sort of had this, there was this saying from the tradition that I practiced that, you know, um, treat everyone as if they were your, like, you know, if you imagine the whole reincarnation thing for millions of years, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the concept is that, everybody at one point was your mother. So treat them like you treat them like they're your mother or another, another viewpoint is, you know, if you consider us all, you know, 
all children from the same source, which we are, you know, genetically, we're all, we all come from the same place. These are all your cousins, your brothers and sisters and right. treat people the way, you know, the golden rule exists in, in almost every culture. <laughs> um, oh no, I, yes, I absolutely agree with you about that. Um, going back to gratitude, there was an interesting study and um, because this is a podcast and not a uh, paper, I'm, I'm not going to like, go quote the actual study. So forgive me, you'd have to Google this if you're interested in it. But I do remember reading about this study that, um, you know, they did years ago where they, I think it was in Wisconsin, there was a uh, a nunnery. And they mm-hmm. went through, and the nunnery had been around for a couple hundred years or something. And all of the nuns kept diaries, and they kept the diaries even after the nuns died. So they went back through um, you know, some team of researchers and they analyzed the diaries of the nuns that had lived there um, for you know 150 years or so. And the nuns that expressed that had higher um, percentages of expressions of gratitude in their diaries um, lived on average nine years longer. Right. So again, that is a long time. Imagine, (laughs) imagine being able to add nine years to your life without diet or exercise. I know. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. And it tells you something um, because, you know, these are people living in the same environment. So the environmental factors are all the same. They're eating the same food, drinking the same water. Um, Their days are pretty much the same. Um, you know, they probably have uh, genetic similarities. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know for sure what the, but I would imagine the demographics of nuns living in Wisconsin are, are fairly, you know, fairly similar. Probably. Yeah. That might be the only thing that might be slightly different, but still, but still very, very similar. Yeah. And the fact that these, you know, greater expressions of gratitude, and we were talking about, you recommended a book, which I haven't had time to acquire or read yet, but that's okay that we talked like, we talked like a couple days ago, ago. (laughs) Um, but I think the book was called growing younger, younger. Yes. Yeah. And it specifically talks about gratitude as well as a practice of, as a way of, um, I don't know, making yourself healthier. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's, it's something along those exact same lines. And um, unfortunately, I haven't read the whole thing yet. So I hope we're not having a pop quiz here. But uh, Oh, no, I, I <laughs> I'm just kidding. Couldn't no, give but, you a pop you're, quiz. but you're right. It, um, I, well, the author's Polish, which I thought was cool and found out, you know, afterwards, because I'm quite a bit Polish. Um, but also, the thing I thought was neat was, um, it, it just goes along the lines of things that I already do. It's like, I mean, yes, we eat a healthy diet and all that kind of stuff, but you know, here and there we have little treats, but mostly it's like being um, grateful for the things that you have, having close relationships with, you know, people around you and doing things for these people and just having a general, you know, positive outlook on things helps you to be healthier more than that morning kale juice or, you know, Right. running a marathon or whatever. Um, and it, and they showed, um, again, you'll probably have to Google this, but she, at the beginning of the book, she talks about um, a study that they did. Um, people that did things, one thing a day for somebody else mm-hmm. and over a certain period of time. And then it, it actually um, changed their genetic makeup within yes. that yeah. short amount of time, which I was like, Holy smokes, that's crazy. You know, I mean, I totally believe because like I said before, when I do things for other people, I, I, it makes me feel better. So I, I'm sure it has an effect on my health. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. There's, you know, the world of, uh, genetics we think of as, you know, our DNA and RNA, which are, you know, just an amazing thing in itself, but there's this whole other, um, there's this whole other world out there of what we call epigenetics, which are things that we do that they don't necessarily alter our DNA, but they um, change the way, you know, they, they turn on parts of our, our genes, um, certain genes. Um, and that, you know, that includes things that we can pass down from generation to generation. You know, so we know that trauma, for example, like, you know, massive trauma gets passed down. We can detect 
changes in the grandchildren of Holocaust survivors, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, we've been able to do it with um, certain types of worms. We've been able to detect epigenetic changes like 23 generations later. I mean, this is, it's, that's crazy. It's a pretty big deal, right? You can Mm -hmm. turn, turn parts of your DNA kind of on, make them active. And, um, we know from research now that some of those are health promoting, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the practice of gratitude can be health promoting and the act of doing something for somebody else, right? The act of doing things for other people, Mm-hmm. Um, and not expecting something in return. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the big one. I feel like that's part of it too. Like anytime, well, it's, it's like Christmas or holidays or birthdays and stuff. I'm always more excited about getting people gifts than than getting them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, it's fun to get presents, but I, I truly love the whole thing of like. Well, I just sent my brother something the other day out of the blue, and I'm sure he's like, Liza, why are you sending me presents? <laughs> Yeah, but I, like I just thought that he would enjoy it. It's something that I have, and I was like, I think that he would like this too. And it just, you know, I even got it in Syracuse Orange because that's where he graduated from. But anyway, oh, yeah. which also makes my skin crawl a little bit. But we don't need to get into that. <laughs> you gotta have Who's those rivalries. Yeah, you gotta have those rival- rivalries. I don't. I went to um, I went to a school that uh, our colors were our colors were purple, purple and gold. Oh, wow, and um, um you know, in Boston, but we didn't have a big sort of sports presence. So it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, not wrapping myself <laughs> in any jerseys or anything like that. I like yeah. purple. I have purple sneakers, but you know, Oh, I love purple. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good Royal color. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the, I think, I mean, you touched on something important and that is sort of doing, doing something for other people and not expecting anything in, in return. It's nice to get the, it's nice to get the gratitude back, but you don't, have to like you can just feel good in the giving mm-hmm. of itself and it doesn't have to be a big deal it can be that um positive connection it doesn't have to cost a penny right kindness that's true too kindness is free that's right right a kind word a kind glance right. send send i like i um have been writing my aunt who's approaching 90 mm-hmm. <laughs> in pennsylvania and just sending her you know notes here and there or um, you know, emailing my uncle and just, you know, well, and my mom taught us when we were growing up and now I've pushed it on to my kids. Lucky those lucky ducks, uh, thank you notes, which I yeah, think have yeah. completely fallen by the wayside. Um, but you know, I tell, try to tell my kids, I'm like, this takes you less than five minutes guys, you know, and it means so much to hear from, you know, from you guys and they, they love to hear from you. They also appreciate that you're being grateful about whatever gift they gave you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it really doesn't take that much time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a big deal. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, ta- you know, which remind reminded me of something like a little bit of, um, you know, one of the, another positive of the pandemic is, um, my daughters started, um, writing, letters back and forth with their friends, like even friends that live in the same city because they're not able to see them. So they send each other letters all the time. And, um, I don't, you know, personally, I don't remember the last time other than, you know, cards and, and thank you notes and stuff. I don't remember the last time I actually sat down and hand wrote somebody a letter. Right. Um, cause you know, we send email and we send this and we send that, but they, they make little packages and they do. And, um, you know, my daughters have discovered the joy of, of gift giving as well mm-hmm. from that. They exchange gifts with their friends and, um, you know, they love, they, they love Christmas. They get excited about giving gifts. And my birthday was a couple weeks ago and they, um, they kept asking me, what do you want? What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? I'm like, I don't want you to spend any money. I want you to, um, make me something and that will be the mm-hmm. thing, you know, whatever they, went all out they made um first of all they they crocheted me a blanket which was like blew my mind oh my gosh that's awesome but then they made me this scrapbook they took all these about 50 or so pictures of us of me with them together and made this whole scrapbook and the scrapbook had like a playlist of songs we listened to together in the car. And, wow. Um, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the most. That must have been wonderful. 
it was it was the most amazing gift I think I've ever received from anyone because it was so mm-hmm. heartfelt. They had put clearly put a lot of time and effort and thought and other into and they were so excited. I picked them up from their mom's house and they were like, You have to open your gift in the car because we can't wait. Like <laughs> so See that's the other thing too. I'm always like, open it now, open it, open it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh, that's wonderful, John. So yeah, I mean, I couldn't be I couldn't be more grateful for for that um, and for uh, you know and for the thought and the effort that they put in, but also that they've learned um, you know that that sort of you know gift giving is not necessarily about who's going to go and buy the coolest thing or you know mm-hmm. whatever that it's it's about this exchange of love really right it's about this right. I love you and I'm going to give you something that shows that. And, mm-hmm. and that's how um, I feel about cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way with cooking. I just, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack. No, no. <laughs> and I started thinking about the dinner I made the other night, which, which I know I made lasagna last night. So I woke up yesterday morning and I was thinking like, what am I going to make for dinner? And, and the boys have been wanting me to make lasagna, which I mean, it's not difficult per se. It's time consuming. It's just, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like when they ask me to make pulled pork. I'm like, is that difficult? No, but geez, Louise, guys, <laughs> <laughs> could you just okay, let's pour some cereal today? I don't. Know. But um, <clears throat> no. But as long as I have the time to do it, I don't mind. Like that's kind of my my other thing that I think I've realized with the pandemic is as long if I have time to do it, I don't get stressed out. Like. I just yeah. don't want to have to rush to do things. It just, right. you know, as long as I'll have a little music in the background and give me some time and I'll make whatever you want. <laughs> you got to have the music. I find yeah. cooking, cooking yeah. and music go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Or listen to this podcast while you cook. Um, That's true. That's a plug for, <laughs> 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 we'll give recipes away next. Um, exactly. I, I definitely, I'll get your recipe for lasagna. Sure. Uh, well, that and then that actually that brings up a funny story too because um, I don't use recipes. I just oh yeah <laughs> make yeah. stuff. Okay. And so then my husband will say, you know, how did you? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I just threw it together. But I, I probably could. I probably could write something down for you. <laughs> the girls. Um, the girls' mom is uh, Filipina, and um, when we were when we were married, uh-huh. um, she would. You know, she'd want to make something. And her mom passed away uh, years ago, but before her mom had passed away, she would call her mom up and she's like, "How do I make punsit? Or how do I make this? Or how do I make that?" And mm-hmm. her mom was like, "Oh, just you know, throw this in the pot." She's like, "How much?" Well, I don't know. You know, it was like one of <laughs> right one That's a, very similar situation. Yeah. Um, just you know, I was like, "Yeah, you know, for s- cooking, cooking is kind of an art. Baking is a science, but cooking is is a little bit of an art." Where, Which is why I don't bake because it irritates me. It has, yeah. has to be too perfect, and I yeah, it's uh, I can't play around with it. You know, I'm kind of the same way. I have a lot of respect for people who can bake, and I have friends who do these amazing breads and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just in you know, just drop some off on my porch. We'll I know. Well, that's why that's why I joke about because my husband brews beer too. So I yeah. tell him, and he makes all the the baking things. I, I tell him I don't have patience for yeast, so I just. Oh. I just avoid. I did. I did just. Um, I did just make some. Um, I brewed. I guess this would technically be considered wine. Um, I made. I just made some pineapple wine with yeast. But, I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah. So, but it's drop Very dead. Excited. Drop dead. It was drop dead simple. Um, even though, like, <laughs> the yeast reacted far faster than I expected and actually pushed Uh-oh. it actually pushed the airlock out of the, um, I was going to say, did you have some explosions? <laughs> a little bit of an explosion going on. There's a lot of sugar in, in, um, in there. Yeah. And the yeast was like, Ooh, that's really delicious. And I'm going to, um, make your stuff explode. And that's I was gonna why say, lots of gobbling and carbon dioxide. Yeah. That's why we put mm-hmm. an airlock on there. But, um, yeah, I'll have to, I will, um, it's, it's in the fridge clarifying right now, but, um, okay. I did have to. I did have to sample some. I don't know because I don't have. Um, I don't have a gauge to check, but I think it's about fifteen percent alcohol. So it's like. Hit, oh, I can help you with that. We it have hits. One. Hits really heavy. It's like. <laughs> it's like a little glass. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that Yikes. works. That works. Yep. But, but I don't. I don't bake too much. Um, now and then I'll make 
you know, something simple like brownies or, or whatever for my kids. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we could probably have a whole thing on food, right? I, mean, I know. I was just going to say pin it episode three. I think I think it's dangerous because you and I are both foodies. <laughs> no. I know. Yeah, we could probably do a whole series on that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a dark turn. Uh, that's okay. my dark. That's my dark I'll, turn. I'll buckle up. I'm that's ready my dark. Go. That's my dark turn voice. Um, you get closer to the mic and I get closer to the mic and speak slowly. In a, slowly and in, in a slightly deeper voice. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I have a, I have a, 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 some allergies. So I'm a little denasal right now, so I can't go down and too far down in my <laughs> lower register. But <laughs> okay. Um, Imagine if you will. Speaking of which, I mean, this is fun. This is an aside. It's kind of kind of funny, but interesting. Um, a friend of mine is, you know, I have lots of friends who are musicians. I came up in in music and came from a musical family, and I have um, friends who are performers out there. And um, uh, a friend recently posted something on Facebook, and he's like, "I'm trying to put together a recording of the Hallelujah Chorus, right? Handel's Hallelujah mm-hmm. Chorus." And I need people to, who can record at home, who can sing, a, eh? and who can record at home. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And he's like, thank goodness we need men. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, I don't know what it is, but you got to step up in the singing department. Like you got to sing. So mm-hmm. even if you don't think you're good at it or whatever, um, you got to sing because I the sing world... all the time. It drives my kids nuts. Actually, we have this running joke that. They'll, they will say something and it reminds me of a lyric from a song. So I start singing it and they're like, mom, stop. (laughs) And then I was like, I challenge you, just say something and I'll come up with it. And they're like, yeah. And so I can't remember what they did, but I did, I did like three or four examples right in a row. And, and David was like, all right, that's, I quit. (laughs) I said, I told you. See, I sing and I dance. Um, and I'm not, I love to dance too. I'm not a dancer but I'll dance anywhere. And so even if like I'm in a, in the grocery store and like something, some really old song comes on over the PA. I know because that's what they play in the grocery stores now, John. It's music from when we it's were old, kids. quote unquote oldies. Right. Uh, so it's like, I grew I, I listened to this in high school. It's oldies. I now? know, which is like, I'm like, yay, it's on. And then I'm like, Oh, that means I'm old, but I don't care. It's a lot Age of, is- just a number, whatever. There's a lot of Billy Ocean going on at the local grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember um I, I remember I was with the girls and like singing along to um Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car by oh, Billy yeah. Ocean. And they were like, What the heck is this song? <laughs> get out of my dreams. Get Do you into remember my the video car. too? I mean oh, yeah. I miss music videos, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Music videos back when that was a that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Michael Jackson one, like, was it was like primetime TV, black and white, I mean, or whatever the name of that song was, yeah. Yeah, black and white. That was a great one. I remember watching like the a, morphing technology yeah. and being completely blown away by it. I was in, um, I was studying mass communication at the time, and the technology, mm-hmm. I was still editing video on tape, like, you know, had yeah, m- multiple... Physical multiple decks and um, right. we were like one step above where the people would actually like cut videotape with a, with a razor blade and splice yeah. it together. Um, right. We were just beyond that stage and you know, this video came out and I was like, how the heck did they do that? I know. It was that very was cool. really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Nowadays you wouldn't even need any actors to do that with all the deep fakes and all of that sort of stuff. True. Yep. But very cool. Um, but we digress, which seems to be really easy with us, and that's fine. That's totally cool. I'm sure people are mm-hmm. really interested in our grocery store dances. Well, I'm waiting for your dark turn. Yeah, so this I'll, is I'll bring you back. This is this is the dark turn, and I just want to I, I want to touch on it briefly because um, there's this this whole idea of either toxic positivity, which feeds into uh, what I call kind of spiritual bypassing, and um, there's this there's this idea. So I um, before the pandemic, I used to host this meetup um, called Spiritually Conscious Professionals Meetup, and it was sort of anybody anybody could come. It was it was pretty open, but we'd pick a topic and we'd talk about things. And I remember there was a time where these two um, these two young women came, and they were um, they were in like active recovery from. Um, I think opiate addiction, like they were in a program together going through some stuff and they had sort of embraced some, um, 
spiritual practice, meditation, or or what have you, to sort of help them get through that that stuff. And they they came to this meeting to sort of connect with people and that sort of thing. And and um, you know, I just remember this one woman talking to me. She's like, "Well, you know, I've been meditating all this time, and and this you know this guy cut me off in traffic, and I found myself getting enraged." And then I'm like, well, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't feel anger. I'm this, you know, spiritual being who floats on clouds of, you know, <laughs> I, I always like to say float on clouds of unicorn farts, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. No, so, I, I'm on clouds of cotton candy, but that's yeah. okay. And I'm like, so did you get angry that you were angry? And she's like, well, yeah. yeah. I know, right? And I'm like, okay. And then did you get angry that you got angry that you got angry? And, and on down the line. And so there's uh-huh. this... There's this idea that you and should and shouldn't, I think, are are not great words. Um, right. That you shouldn't experience certain things. That you should be positive all the time. And you know, there's this other thing that happens where you know, like somebody is grieving, for example. Um, you know, let's say somebody loses a loved one. A loved one passes away, and people are like, oh. Well, you know, they're in a better place now. And or I hate that. Sorry. Right. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's good. Um and um it's well intentioned, right? Of course. People are wanting to make you feel better. Yeah. But what they're asking you to do is to stuff your grief. Mm-hmm. They're asking you to to repress what you're feeling, and that never works out okay. That, no. is, that is not a good thing. You're supposed to feel these things. Mm-hmm. If you have anger about something coming up and you're like, I shouldn't be feeling this, it's an indicator. It's an indicator that there's a wound there or a boundary violation or something. And mm-hmm. it's not to say, um, you know, you shouldn't be introspective about that. Like, wow, I keep getting angry about this stupid thing and I don't get it. Um, Mm -hmm. no, there's gold there. There's gold to be dug there. Like you get introspective about it and say why, you know, after the, after the fact, feel what you're feeling, let it, Mm -hmm. let it go past. But so there's, um, you know, there particularly in, um, you, you may or may not have been around like sort of the spiritual community in the way that I have. Like there's a lot of the unicorn fart, cloud folks out there right where yeah, I, I don't am, know what that's about i am asc- i am ascended i am i am you know i'm i'm working on this i'm an ascended master and i don't have um base human desires or emotions um and a hundred percent of the time that's crap like i have never i have never met somebody first my second experience. there john i thought you were saying that was you and i was like Oh, that's totally me. I never complain about anything or like, um, have negative. I I have no. I am ascended. No, I was no, no. waiting for the butt part. I was like, but what? I am ascended to the forty ninth plane of existence. Um, no, I. I'm I, still learning about what what exactly that you do and stuff. So I was like, wow, is he serious right now? Nobody knows what I do. It's a secret. Um, no, I. So I. Um, you know, one of the things. So my personal path. Um, you know, the personal path that I have uh, sort of chosen or that has chosen me in this life is that I practice shamanism as my main form of what I call like practical spirituality. It's like, that's my practice. I do certain mm-hmm. things that are considered shamanic. I have training and I have clients that I work with and, and that sort of thing. Um, and one of the things that appeals to me about this particular path is that my teachers are human beings. Right. And I always say, like, even people that I teach, I'm a guide, not a guru. And I had a I had a client recently talk to me and she's like, yeah, you know, my. um, I'm a little worried about, like, falling, getting sucked into something or getting falling, you know, falling into something. And I'm like, I get that. Me, too. Like, (laughs) that scares the heck out of me. Um, I don't you know. I get it. if that's your path to follow a guru or whatever, that's totally fine. But that's something that um, that's something that I am not. And um, I don't uh, place myself above anyone or anything like that or above being mm-hmm. human. I'm a human being. And as you know, a shamanic practitioner, uh, I'm supposed to be standing in both worlds, right? I'm supposed to like, there's a, 
somebody who has a shamanic podcast out there and she talks about all these practices and then she goes at the end, she'll go, but does it grow corn? Right. But does it grow corn? Because ultimately is she from Indiana. I don't know. Um, she's from the U S but, um, okay. you know, but I love that expression. Does it grow corn? Like I can, mm-hmm. you know, do all of these, you know, uh, I can do all these practices, these cool meditative practices and shamanic journeying and all of this stuff. But ultimately I have to come back here and grow, right. grow corn. And it was the role of, you know, the role of the shaman in their cultures, not just to heal, but frequently to like, you got to know how to plant corn. You got to know how mm-hmm. to do this and that. And so, right. you know, um, I think that I have a body and a physical existence for a reason. And then I have to show up in the world and then I have to have these experiences. And I don't feel like um, I'm above that. And I think, so I think what happens is that um, spiritual development can be very hubrisistic, meaning it can develop um, an inflated sense of ego sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, it's something... Some it's a struggle. It is like um, you know your your you know your development. You know you might realize you have certain abilities or certain skills or certain things. Um, you know, and it's really important not to place. I don't. You know, not to place yourself above others in my in my practice in my um, in my belief system. Anyway, I don't. Well, wanna... I think that's good in life. Period. <laughs> yeah, I think in general in life, but just so. It's just something yeah, I recognize. I it's something I recognize, and so it's the sort of toxic positivity that. Um, and I did a whole podcast on the shadow, right? And about how we, um, as a culture, there's this cultural thing where we're like, okay, I have these desires, and or I have these feelings, and my culture tells me I'm not supposed to have them. So what do mm-hmm. we do with them? Is that we stuff them down and we pretend they're not there, and then we don't look mm-hmm. at them, but they're still there. And if we don't address them, they're going to pop up in really weird ways or really destructive ways because they're, you know, their urges or feelings or emotions or things that we have exiled, right? Mm -hmm. That we don't, we don't look at, that we don't, we're not in self-examination of. Um, And so when we talk about the shadow, a lot of times people are like, well, if I, if I embrace my shadow, I'm going to become a serial killer or a rapist (laughs) or whatever. And I think, no. No, that's not how it works. How it works is if you don't address these things, that then those are the mm. things that come out. If you right. don't address, oh man, you know, I, you know, this guy cut me off in traffic, and I really had the desire to punch him in the head. Right? Mm-hmm. I would never do that. I would never punch somebody in the head. But right. if I don't recognize that anger is coming from somewhere, I can never work on it. If I go, right. oh, that's not me. I don't have those feelings. I am right. I am above that. I am. No, I know. I totally know what you're talking about, and I never really realized. Well, of course, everything has a name, I suppose. But um, if I, I'm generally a pretty positive person, as I think you probably figured out. Yeah, I'm yeah. Happy, happy most of the time, just because I choose to be. But when I'm not in a good mood, or something's really bugging me, and I, I'm like, whoa, why am I? And I reflect and think, and I'm like. Oh, it's because of that. And, and I'm like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> I don't need to be this upset about that. You know, it's like usually something right. really trivial and, and is already passed and who cares anymore. So like you said, I acknowledge it. I, I'm like, okay, that's why I'm upset. And then I move on. Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think you hit on the key there. Like you, you honor and acknowledge that you have a feeling and that, that it's fine. Like uh-huh. you're a human being who has this experience mm-hmm. and then but then you can be introspective about it and say, okay, you know, this is not something I really, you know, there's no, you know, we talk about like the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that gets triggered um, when there's danger, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, human beings, we evolved where there were like saber-toothed tigers out to kill us in the grass, right? right. Um, we are, our amygdalas haven't changed since those times. And so they get turned on um at weird times, things that aren't actual existential threats to right. us, our brain treats them that way. And it's why there are a lot of stress-related diseases because our cortisol and our amygdala is turned on all the time at this sort of low level that mm-hmm. our ancestors never evolved to experience, right? It was like mm-hmm. fight or flight. Okay, the, the danger's over. I'm okay now. I can reset. Um, right. 
but we, you know, many of us punch a clock from nine to five, five days a week in jobs that we don't really love. And so mm-hmm. there's a sort of low level threat going along. And I think one way to counter what, you know, counter that um, amygdala cortisol experience is with gratitude and some positivity and some, you know, this is may sound redundant, but positive positivity as opposed to like yeah. toxic, yeah. positive, non, non-toxic yeah. positivity. Let's make it a thing. Yes. Yes. We should, <laughs> we'll print the shirts and get the bumper stickers. Perfect. You heard it here first. Stickers. I want stickers too, please. Oh, stickers. Yeah. We can do, definitely do stickers and pins, little pins. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll do the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think positive positivity and there's a, there's a practice. So, um, you know, gratitude seems like a really big, seems like a really big word sometimes, even though it's a short word, but gratitude, like mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, what do I have to be grateful for? And, you know, maybe if you're listening to this, your life circumstances are not what you'd like them to be. And that's probably true for, for you know, most people. Gosh, I mean, I guess I would have to play the lottery to win, but you know, who wouldn't love to win the, who wouldn't, like, I wouldn't. I know, I love what they say, you know, money can't buy you happiness. I'm like, well, I'm pretty happy right now, but I wouldn't have a million dollars thrown my way. I think that's, yeah, I mean, money can't necessarily buy you happiness, but it can sure, you know, um, pay off a lot of misery. Well, that's what I was thinking, you know, I'm going to pay that bill off, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, that can be challenging when we're living in, in situations that actually feel really, um like we're mired in sometimes feels really mm-hmm. low and stuff. And so I always try to give people a little bit of like practical stuff. Like what can I, what can I do about that? Mm-hmm. And um, so a, a synonym for gratitude, I think <laughs> is appreciation, right? Um, yep. Even though it's a longer word. Um, what can I appreciate? And I think you can start with really, Oh, and as I said that, um, my crow friend who I was going to say the crow is back. The crow is back. Um, I call her crook wing because she has a little wing. She, one of her wings is injured. doesn't seem to affect her at all. Um, well, she good. hangs down and I think she's, that's because she's strong. She is strong. And I think she's in charge, but she literally just flew up in front of my window. So, Oh, and there's her friend. Cool. So there's a couple of fro- crows, um, but crook wing is right in front of me at this moment. And, um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I feed them and, uh, talk to them when I go out and they, they yell at me. I don't know what they're saying yet, but one of these days I'll work it out, but I love crows. And, um, but yeah, literally they're just very to, smart. So like, I like to leave people with something practical that they can do, um, you know, based on what, what I'm talking about during the podcast. And so, um, you know, one of the things when I find it hard to be in gratitude, when maybe life is getting me down a little bit, or there's some circumstances that are sort of hard to get over, mm-hmm. I start with what are the smallest things that I can appreciate right now? And this actually what it does is it trains my brain. Like we're conditioned, we're we're wired, but we're also conditioned to look for negativity, to look for threats, to look for um, mm-hmm. things that are that are bad. Um, you know, the, the tiger in the woods, so to speak, the saber to the tiger in the woods. Mm-hmm. So how do we start um, getting our brain to look for the positives, right? How do we start to get out of that a little bit? Um, and so there's a little exercise that I have done with some degree of success, and I'll share it because maybe somebody else will find some value in that. I'm sure they will. And that is like really, really small. How do you start a habit? You start really small, small pieces mm-hmm. of appreciation. What can I appreciate well, today I can appreciate something small like having the electricity and internet connection to have this conversation with you. There you go. And to record this. Like that's mm-hmm. really small. Gosh, do I appreciate the cup of coffee I have in front of me. Small, small yeah. things of appreciation. You do not have to um, go look for the large, the big things to be grateful for, right? Because mm-hmm. – Life's not always like that. Life's not always like, um, you know, oh, hey, I did just win the lottery or, hey, I got the greatest job or, hey, right. I got, um, you know, the love of my life showed up, you know, dropped dropped into my lap from the heavens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it well, doesn't. So it, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say um, it reminds me of something my mom, you know, says a lot is God bless my rut. Like I, I'm always happy when, you know, we've got 
heat in the house, the power's yeah. on, the kids are healthy, you know, the sun's shining. Like, seriously, I, 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 water's running out of my faucet. I can drink the water. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and, pe- and that's why I think some people think I'm a little cuckoo because I do get excited and happy about those things. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's why I am the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. And I, and, you know, the people that get cuckoo over the positivity part, um, you know, they're particularly, we talked about this, like we live in the, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have listeners apparently from 27 countries right now, which is pretty cool. So cool. I'm maybe really, 28 maybe, after today. Maybe 28 <laughs> after today. I'm really, I'm really grateful for all of my listeners, particularly all over the world. There's people in India and Russia and Bangladesh and Japan and Canada and New Zealand. And, you know, I, I apologize for not remembering every country that we have people listening from. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, people are, you know, we, we grew up in this new England area of, of the U S and if you're not familiar, that's in the far Northeast of, um, of the United States. And we, you know, this area was settled by the pilgrims who were Puritans and they were Calvinists. And that has affected our culture, the culture here mm-hmm. for hundreds and hundreds of years. And that philosophy was all about, um, uh, kind, you know, to, to boil it down and make it seem really silly, um, mm-hmm. was about, you should be miserable to show God that you're worthy of going to heaven. <laughs> right? No, but that's pretty much, yep. That's it. That's it. And, um, suffering is, uh, you know, suffering is, is holy and pleasure is um, unholy and all of these things. I'm definitely not going to heaven based on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally nor, screwed. <laughs> nor am I. And, you know, gosh, you know, if I had to hang out with a bunch of pilgrims in heaven, although they they did drink a whole lot of beer, apparently, because the water all was right, un- well, unpotable. So, so they made a whole lot. Of, it was like one of the first things like, yeah, we're running out of beer. We better, you know, make land. Um, <laughs> so they drank a whole lot of beer um, instead right. of water. Um, so, uh, so that has well, pervaded bacteria in water. That's why you drink beer. That's right. Um, so that has pervaded the culture here. Right. And so it's funny because, you know, my relatives, I think about, um, my grandmother's a really positive person and really good person. She's 104, almost 105. And she now lives Unreal. in South Carolina, but she was born in Bath, Maine in 1916, and, wow. um, I met like, imagine growing up here, like I, I go outside and I'm like, man, it's cold here. And, um, you know, whatever. But, and likewise, I'm grateful for heat and electricity and running water. Mm-hmm. She was born without all of that. In Can you imagine? Bath, Maine. And, oh, you know, my gosh. And, if, and if you're listening to this and you don't know where that is, it's very cold in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold. And they didn't have mm-hmm. cars. They didn't have electricity. Um, you know, they took, but it's beautiful there. I they, wouldn't mind growing up in bath. <laughs> sure. Um, they took one right bath on a week, water. one bath a week and all the kids shared the same water and it went, okay, well, oldest, maybe not that oldest, part. youngest, if you were the, if you were the youngest kid, you got the dirtiest bath water. I'm um, the oldest. So yeah, you would have got the clean bath water. <laughs> all right. You had been all set, all set. <laughs> um, and as I'm saying this, a little chickadee isn't, I, I realize I'm giving a play by play of the birds in my yard, but no, I watch the birds too. I love the birds. A, a pair of chickadees just flew into my yard and, um, chickadee is the state bird of Maine. And there's a mm-hmm. joke because they're the only bird not smart enough to fly South in the winter. <laughs> there are a number of birds that don't fly South in winter, but chickadees are very sweet and they have a very sweet call. And they're, I was going to say they are, they're adorable. Little, black cap chickadees they're they're mm-hmm. beautiful little birds and they have the sweetest little calls and mm-hmm. i just love them i don't know if they're my favorite bird but i i do love chickadees mm-hmm. i don't know if i could pick a favorite i know i was just thinking that when you said that i mean i love cardinals because they're red and yes. they're just yeah beautiful yeah. but and and people like blue jays but honestly i find them highly obnoxious <laughs> they can blue jays they're, can be very aggressive they're so loud they're, and they're loud. just like oh my gosh and i mean they're they beautiful to look at but just don't open your mouth right, right. or beak <laughs> beak i suppose <laughs> there is a there is a raven that lives around here somewhere and i only know because i can hear it and i have never seen it um hmm. but it lives close by and you can you know it's so throaty and gravelly i'm like that's definitely not a crow um, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen, 
uh, him or her yet. Um, uh, maybe, maybe one of these days he'll make an appearance. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. but they're, they're a little more solitary than crows. So it's probably not a whole lot of them, um, out there. So I think it's, I think it may be just one or two, Mm -hmm. but anyway, talk about tangents. (laughs) (laughs) okay episode that's episode four i think we're at yeah birds and food and all kinds of stuff um and in you know in the shamanic world birds are frequently messengers we look at them as um for me crows are big omens they show up um usually usually if i'm saying something it's like an or doing something it's like an acknowledgement like yeah you should be doing this or talking about this or um you know they'll show up very frequently in certain numbers when um you know, I'm, I'm about to go do something. I remember going, you know, during my, um, apprenticeship in shamanism, Mm -hmm. um, every time I was going to go meet with my teacher, um, I would, there would be two of them like just hanging out on the side of the road on the, on the way every Mm -hmm. single time. And I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. I understand. I get it. Um, so crows are, crows are very cool and they're smart. Hmm. They're smart as heck. They are very smart. Yes. Um, Love crows. Some people don't like crows, but I don't get that. Um, well, cool. you know, they're picking around in garbage, so it's easy to, <laughs> you know. Well, sometimes. they do. I mean, they will eat. They will eat crops too, and they'll be really smart about it. So some That's people true. don't. I'm not a farmer. I do live. I live next door to a farm, but I'm not a farmer, so yeah, uh, I don't have to worry so much about um, them eating my crops. But you can mm-hmm. feed them. Um, they like dog food, like kibble. You can feed them. Oh, kibble. really? Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to ask you what you fed them. Okay, they're meat eaters. They eat. Um, they'll eat carrion. They'll eat seed for sure. But they'll eat. Um, they'll eat anything. They're kind of omnivores. Um, okay. I haven't gone out. Like you can feed them like hamburger and stuff. But I have a thing about putting out raw meat. So yeah, that's probably not a good practice. Yeah. Yeah, there there are bears around here. So. I was gonna say I know where you live, and uh, that's not a threat. That's not a threat. I'm just saying. No, I know where, putting. I know where you live. Live. <laughs> I'm gonna no, listen to this podcast um, if I, I don't sound agree. Great. I know. I'm agreeing that I would not put out raw meat. That's probably not wise. Raw meat. Yeah, we would get all kinds of wildlife here if I did. I mean, yeah. bears. Bears will go after bird feeders too, but not. You know. It, you know, only if they stumble upon them, they can't smell them from say, miles yeah. away. We're putting out raw meats, inviting. <laughs> we we have coyotes. We have all kinds of stuff here. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. I love that. I love that aspect of where I live. That there's so much wildlife yeah. here, um, and I'm but, and there's a wildlife park about um, about a mile up the road from here that I'm sure yes, you have visited. I know the people that run it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. They rescue all yeah. kinds of wildlife, and you can go see moose and bear and deer. It's really cool. All kinds of stuff. Porcupines. Actually, I, it's funny that you say that, and so I'm going to take it as a sign since you brought that up to tell the story, or maybe you want to tell me to be quiet. But no, no, tell about, the story. Um, they have ravens there. Yes. And um, and so you're talking about how their intelligence and stuff, and and my friend Joelle is telling me that um, you know, of course, they feed the animals on a schedule, um, and. Um, I think the the raven learned about the weekends or something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly. But anyway, the point of the story is that he would hide food ah. just to save for later. Like he wouldn't uh-huh. eat all of it. Yep. And they and they found that he was like just keeping it in another place so he would have more for later and stuff like that. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty sm- cool. They're so smart. They've you know, yeah, I I could go off on on corvids and how. Um, how flipping intelligent they are and they've shown mm-hmm. um they've shown behaviors that are um uh, we only thought that primates were capable of so there's mm-hmm. a lot of research with um a lot of research with birds parrots are another one um that are that are just as smart and but um corvids like crows and ravens and crows mm-hmm. crows actually do social learning which is incredible if you think about that mm-hmm. so they actually um you know they'll gather to to you know, witness something and they'll remember human faces. So wow. if you cross a crow, man, I'm telling you, um, <laughs> they will remember, they will okay. remember you. Um, Noted. but if you treat them well, they'll also remember you. So, okay. You can get, get into good relationship with crows and nature and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, we've been talking for like an hour. Can you I know. That? I feel like we could still do more time, but you know, yeah, probably we'll, have to we'll do. We'll have to do some more. Something. Yeah, we'll we'll have to do some more. But I, I, you know, I do. Um, I appreciate that we've gone off on lots of different tangents. Clearly, we have lots to t- lots to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we 
you know, just to bring it back about the practice of gratitude and positivity and, and um, spirituality and maybe wrap it up in a little, little bow or something. Mm -hmm. I don't think, um, you know, when you and I are, you know, I, you identify as Catholic, I believe, and I identify as a shamanic practitioner and stuff like that. But, you know, ultimately this, you know, the practice, it, it doesn't matter, right? Because this practice, this practice of gratitude of, um, you know, of this po- positive positivity. What are we calling it? I don't know. Yeah, we have to think yeah, about it. So well, for the, for the we, can, we can work on it, but I know yeah, what yeah. You mean. We'll work on the brand. Um, yeah. But it's, um, um, this transcends that. This transcends any sort of differences that people might have because this is just a human thing, um, right. right? This is a thing that we know, we even know, and this is an area that, you know, and I always talk about, I like the intersection of sort of science and spirituality, mm-hmm. right? Where we have research around this. We have research that shows this is effective, that this is, this is a practice that works. It can mm-hmm. be part of your, um, it can be part of your daily meditation or just whatever, or part of your, you know, and there are a lot of, um, spiritual systems or religions where gratitude is part of your prayer practice, right? right. Um, so this can be, this can be a big part of it. And I would say that um, it's not uh, thinking, gra- thinking thoughts of gratitude are, you know, is definitely a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but expressions of gratitude, whether they're in a diary or to another human being seem to be an important part of that, like right. getting it out of you, getting the gratitude out mm-hmm. of you and into the world, even if it's just a diary that nobody else reads there's something about that. Maybe there's some great research that I can turn up on that. Um, no, I'm, sure I'm sure I will, sure I will talk about it um, at some point in the future. But it's we've we've been talking for an hour. I I do need to wrap up. Is um, so I know uh, uh, you know I know you didn't come on here to like plug anything. But do you want to talk about your your business or plug your website at all if people are interested? Oh in, gosh. You know, and it's you funny do? you say that. I, I am small on purpose, and I'm scared to even say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you think I'm going to get orders from all over the place? From, from Nepal? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so here, I mean, do you do I, international? Because I, uh, uh, well, no, I've shipped uh, to Hawaii and Alaska, but that's about yeah. as far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so three spicy boys, uh, the number three. It's a barbecue sauce that yeah. you know it grew from my love of cooking, and my mom said, "Lazzy, you need to do something with this." And so it's her fault. <laughs> That's what I say. That's my my yeah. quick speech. Um, I have eight flavors, and I just I just love to cook, and I don't know. Yeah, and it's, I know. Um, so, so, so yeah, you do a lot of, and I and I I bought some. I bought some from you to send down to my mom at Christmas time this year, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know you ship out and stuff and then there's some local, local places here. Um, you know, if you ever travel to Maine and you go yep, to have it in stores, there's a couple in, uh, Scarborough and Portland and, uh, Poland and gray, I think has it too. Maybe I don't oh, know. Great. I'll have to That's, look around. Yeah. yeah. And, and Auburn Lewiston and yeah. restaurants and stuff. So cool. Oh yeah. And, um, so you're in restaurants as well, right? So yeah. So yeah, that, um, Chivo is the library cafe, um, yeah, yeah. at the Auburn public. So they have it on pizza there. And, oh. uh, Grit- Gritty's has a mainly maple chicken sandwich, um, which nice. I, I think is their number one selling sandwich, not to brag or anything, but, uh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, delicious. actually I got to say, so here's a little secret I'm going to tell you. Okay, that, right. um, Come get close. I think I mind. I think I bought three jars of sauce from you for Christmas to send to my mom, yes, and I you think did. I think only two of them got sent to <laughs> my mom, and one of them, the mainly maple, stayed here uh, with me. Uh huh. So I'm going to have to and try it on the. Did chicken. you like it? Oh, it's amazing! Absolutely okay. amazing! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't tried it on the chicken sandwich yet. But I'm going to mm. go. I I might have to go. I might have to go to Gritty's and and um, give yep. that a shot, but I understand why that's so their good. their best selling yeah. sandwich. Sauce sauce is king. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's exciting. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. Okay, so I know you're into staying staying small, but I always want to give people a chance <laughs> if they've got no, it. No, you know, I appreciate you... it. So it's okay because I, you know, I people are like, you need to go to Whole Foods or you know Hannaford's, and and I'm like, what if they say yes? <laughs> right then, you have to ramp up production. Yeah, I've known I've known people who had um, like a like a small business, and then they got on um, 
QVC, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and they could not keep up with like QVC was like we need we need you to make up you know a hundred thousand of these things that right. they were selling, and they were like, uh, no, we can't. We can't. <laughs> QVC is like, okay, then we're done. You know, then we're done with you. So right. I get right. it. I get it a little bit. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. But that's not a, you know, I'm sure you'd figure it out if you had to. <laughs> I would figure it out. Yeah, if you need I know. To, well, I'm still trying to decide whether I want to go back to teaching this fall. So maybe I'll yeah. just make sauce the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. And if you ever need me to come over and stir the pot, I'm a good taste tester. <laughs> sample it just in case. <laughs> I get, yeah. Yeah. I, I will sample. I'm like, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one's good. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Totally. All um, right. All right. Awesome. Well, it has been fantastic talking to you. I really, I, I am grateful for you taking um, time out of your, I'm sure, extremely busy day today and, and, um, and chatting with me. I wish you the best of luck and I hope that you'll come on again. We'll chat about more stuff. I would absolutely love to. We can chat about, we can chat about um, love languages and the spiritual nature of food and how cooking, how cooking for people can be a real Oh, absolutely. I'm, it's, I made dinner for a family. I mean, now that sounds like I'm bragging, (laughs) not bragging, but I'm just giving examples. I made food for somebody last week and making some soup for somebody else tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap up and, um, you'll hear my, you'll hear my outro next. I was going to say, thank you, John. It was, it's been so much fun. I really appreciate it. But put a big smile on my face for most of this hour. Excellent. Excellent. been listening to Speaking Spirit with your host, John Moore. For more info or to contact John, go to mainshaman.com. That's M-A-I-N-E-S-H-A-M-A-N.com.